indeed feel good to be alive, uh, to be uh, on this planet uh, as we commence 2023. Uh, I'm delighted you're here. I'm delighted to be here. I'm delighted that we are together once again. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Our phone number 1-800-920-1580, 1-800-920-1580. And I want to help you feel a little better, uh, not just today, uh, but for every single day of this year. And as promised, for the next two hours, we're going to take you a little higher uh, and get you motivated, get your mind right, get your heart right, get your spirit and your soul right uh, to receive whatever 2023 has to offer you. We do it uh, like this every day uh, uh, around here, uh, trying to give you information and empowerment that can help you live better lives uh, and make better decisions. But there is no time like the present uh, on our first day uh, back for the new year uh, to, again, get you thinking about how you can make the most of the year that is to come, how you can maximize the moment. And we've got three great guests over the next two hours. We commence with none better, none greater than Dr. George C. Fraser. He is one of the best speakers in America. Trust me, I've heard him a bunch of times. One of black America's top power brokers and networkers. I am delighted uh, to have him once again on this uh, station in conversation with yours truly. Dr. George C. Fraser, my friend, how are you? Happy New Year, Tavis. It's so good to hear your voice. I'm doing wonderful. I feel especially good today to to begin my year out talking to you, talking to your audience. And so I know we've got 20, 25 minutes or so, so it's going to be a vigorous and rigorous conversation. It, and so thank you for thinking of me. It will indeed be just that, uh, but uh, no one can move through that uh, that kind of time. In the way that you can, uh, we're gonna make the most of every minute of it. L- l- let me just start. Let me just start by uh, asking a broad question again. We'll narrow as we move through through the hour. Um, but I, I I saw the story yesterday, as we all did, uh, of uh, uh, the brother uh, uh, brother Darvin uh, with the Buffalo Bills who collapsed mm-hmm. on that field. It's the topic of conversation du jour today. Everybody's talking about. Uh, that situation, of course, our thoughts and prayers with his family. But in that moment, at the start of this year, uh, it says something to me, and I suspect everyone else, about the sanctity, the value um, of life, uh, the precarious nature of what it means just to be alive. So let me start with that. What do you make of the fact that you, I, those who are listening, have been blessed to make it into 2023 when so many others did not? Hmm. You actually answered your own questions, <laughs> and, and it simply means that we are blessed, and as our good friend Les Brown would say, we are highly favored. There's work that God still has for us to do, and we have the moral responsibility to identify that and get on with that work in 2023. So there's something still important that is left for us to do. That is simply how I see why we are still here. I'm 77, mm. Tavis. The average black man lives to be 67, mm-hmm. right? So I'm 10 years on Jesus' time. Mm. So there is a reason. This is what gets me up in the morning. There is work that I have not completed. In fact, that's what I wanted to talk about with the few minutes that we yes. have. Yes. New Year's resolutions, and those New Year's resolutions have to be around change, change. People change in four different reasons, four different seasons. They change one when they hurt enough, they have to. When they see enough, 
they're inspired to. Mm. When they learn enough, they want to. And when they receive enough, they're able to. We're in the first, and that is when we hurt enough, we have to. We have to change. We have to unify or die. That's a paradigm shift. Mm. We have to build wealth or end up in a second slavery. That's a paradigm shift. We have to stop beating a dead horse, believing that racism will end. It will not end. So let's begin with unify or die. Why don't we work together, Travis? Because we don't trust one another. And that was instilled in us during slavery. There's selfishness and greed among us. I got mine, you got, you get yours. Mm-hmm. There's a lack of knowledge. We don't know how to set strategic goals and plans. Number four, there's no vision for us for the future, and we don't really see the value of the human connection, the value of networking. So we have to invest in an ecosystem of human connections. And this is biblical. Dr. Fraser didn't make this up. John 5.30, right? Uh, A direct quote from Jesus Christ. I may have said this to your audience before, but it bears repeating. There are 800,000 words in the Bible, only 1,200 words of direct quotes from Jesus Christ, John 5.30, and Jesus said, I of my own self can do nothing. Mm. Now, this was the Son of God who couldn't get it done on his own by himself Mm. in a vacuum. He needed 12 disciples and one turned on him. We must understand the value of the human connection. This is hugely important, and this is God-ordained. Everything, I think it's Genesis 131, and God saw everything that he made, and behold, he said it was good. Mm -hmm. And in the Bible, if you read the Bible, there's only one time God was not pleased with his own work. Genesis 2.18, and the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him, right? So he was not satisfied that man was by himself. There's a biblical declaration to this. I just talked to this. God's love of connection is clear, and he gave us two ways to ensure connection, Tavis. Mm. Sex and money. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> sex and money. Mm-hmm. Now, the primary motivation for sex is ecstasy. No feeling on earth from the feeling of intimacy and love. Ecstasy. But that's not the primary goal of sex. It is for procreation, so that we can create more of God's children to serve us and for us to serve. If you screw up your children, there's hell to pay. So Mm. sex, right, to create more for us to serve and for them to serve us. Now, money, that sounds kind of crazy, right? Money, well, what about money? Well, the way we earn is through service, through adding value. And the more skills that we develop, the more character, empathy, trust, skills, products, services, if you will, the more value we bring to the table, and that produces money. When you serve people productively with excellence, with exceptionalism, 
you get certificates of appreciation. What is that called? Money. So money was designed to encourage us to improve our skills, to be committed to lifelong learning, constant, never-ending improvement, growth, and, 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 and personal growth and development. So the human connection. What I've noticed is the most common attribute of my rich friends are contacts and connections. Rich people have lots of friends. The measure of your wealth is other people. Mm. The human connection is what God wanted for all of his children. This undergirds and is the foundation for unification. So we must invest beginning in 2023, if you have not, invest in an ecosystem of human connection. Quincy Jones said it better. What can we do together? Mm. Hold that thought. What can we do together? Hold that thought. I love Q. What can we do together? Uh, George Fraser is uh, dropping bars already. I'm, I'm still stuck. He's moved so far, so fast. I'm still stuck on those four uh motivators for change we change for four reasons he said earlier because we hurt enough because we see enough because we learn enough because we receive enough either way um we have to change somebody once said that uh, that that growth uh that change is inevitable but growth is optional change is inevitable but growth is optional um, we have to change and grow, it seems to me, in 2023. We'll get back to George C. Fraser and talking more about this human connection when we come forward on KBLA Talk 15. Let's unpack a little bit more with Tavis Smiley. The conversation continues right now. Right now. Right now. Dr. George Fraser, I'm watching my time. we got another uh, 12 minutes or so to the bottom of this hour for you to finish unpacking what you were sharing with us about human connection. I don't know where you want to go, sir, but this is your 12 minutes. Take it away. Okay. Uh, I just want to close that little piece with my favorite quote of all time, a quote that changed my life. I saw him give this live when I was running the streets of, of New York. I saw him give this little talk to Stokely Carmichael mm. on me tour in 1962. I was 17 years old. I didn't realize at the time that he spoke this into me. He seeded um, uh, the, the North Star of my entire life. Mm. This is Stokely Carmichael, direct quote from Stokely Carmichael. No black person in this country makes any advancements solely based on his or her talent or worth. All individual advancement is based on mass struggle. We make no progress in this world without shedding our blood. Therefore, Brothers and sisters, your advancement and success does not belong to you. It belongs to the people. Therefore, if you do not use your success or advancement for the benefit of your people, it is a betrayal of the people who shed their blood for you. Oh, Lord. Mm. Amen. That's rich. Stokely Carmichael, 19th. Rich. We could spend a whole Man, you you ain't lying, man. That is rich. Right, right. Right. So I followed that with a simple biblical phrase, a house divided among itself will not stand. We, brothers and sisters, must change because you will never change that which you tolerate. You will only change when you get angry and understand that old keys will not open new doors. So we have to carve some new keys. Brings me to the second subject of build wealth or end up in a second slavery. 
Now, I don't have to tell our brothers and sisters the state of our economic condition. Uh, has been uh, infinite studies uh, and statistics compiled on the trajectory of our wealth. Let's start with the Institute of Policy Studies, April of 2016. Quote, if nothing changes among African Americans, it will take them 228 years, if ever, to close the wealth gap between blacks and whites in America. But it will take Hispanics 89 years. Why Hispanics 89 years and us 228 years, Travis? Because of a key cultural theme that runs through Hispanic culture. La familia, Mm. the family. Mm -hmm. La familia. Yeah, that is their mantra. We go to September 2017, Institute of Policy Studies. By 2053, just 10 years after the country is projected to become majority non-white, black median families will own zero wealth if current trends continue. White median families will continue to own six-plus figures. Now, we have work to do, mm. and ain't nobody, ain't nobody saving us but us. We have work to do. So the question we, we have to deal with is the economics of what, what, what's going on in our, in our, in our community. Um, uh, and, and, and I believe, uh, I'm trying to remember who said this, but, but, but it's been said a million different ways, that in 2018... We spent $2 billion on Air Jordans, $4 billion on liquor and alcohol, $600 million on fast food, and we bought twice as, uh, the amount of luxury cars as white America, although white America has eight times the wealth of black people. So the question becomes, what is it about luxury cars that makes it so attractive to African Americans, even when we can barely afford it, and we know what the answer is? It's because it's a status symbol. Mm. It's the one thing we know about oppressed people when you can't can't enjoy true freedom. You surround yourself with the symbol of that freedom. And that's why the Louis bag is so important. And that's why our children will kill for Air Jordans, right? Mm. So this is something that this is a mindset. This is a paradigm shift. We must begin to understand that economics for the 21st century now must become the new black power. The first 250 years of our lives in this country was focused on emancipation. We had no money. The second 100 years, civil rights, voting rights, public access, fair housing, so social justice for 100 years. The next 100 years has to focus on economics. Economics must become the new black power. There are four pillars that we have to focus on. Think about this, brothers and sisters, proper management of accumulated wealth so that we could stop reading about basketball and football players and black lottery winners uh, going broke mm. after three to five years of having their money, right? That's the, that's the improper management of accumulated wealth. We have to understand that wealth, real estate is a cornerstone. What's the first thing God gave Adam? Real estate. What's the first thing God gave Isaac? Real estate. Real estate. Get yourself some real estate. Um, number, number three would be business ownership. 
entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. We own the fewest number of businesses per capita of any cultural group in this country, and we came over here on the Mayflower. Now, that trajectory is changing. There are more black people engaging in entrepreneurial initiatives and seeding those initiatives than ever before in our history, about nearly three million entrepreneurs, uh, black entrepreneurs, black-owned businesses, but 90% of those businesses are sole proprietorships. But we're headed in the right direction. Brothers and sisters, think about starting a business in 2023. Mm -hmm. In America, two things are going on 24-7. Somebody's buying and somebody's selling. (laughs) Right now, we're doing all of the buying, Mm -hmm. right? So I don't care what you do. Uh, start a business, all right? I would. You can start a business quarter time, part time, full time. It doesn't. It, you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat. If you bake cookies, put them in a box and sell it to somebody. Put your name on it and sell it to somebody. If you live on a farm, take the manure, put it in a bag, put your name on it, and sell it to somebody. You can become an entree manure. So we need more <laughs> business people, not business people. Okay, mm-hmm. there's a difference between business people and business people, and we've all dealt with them both because the business people are messing it up for those who are trying to do serious business so open up businesses brothers and sisters figure out something right and then so those are the the four i think pillars i got three george i had proper management real estate business ownership what was the fourth oh 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 Proper insurance. Proper insurance. There we go. Proper insurance. Proper insurance. Proper insurance. Here's a a fascinating statistic that I read in the New York Times, that more black people have insurance on their cell phone than on their lives or the lives of their children. So we value our cell phone more than we value our lives. We could actually make a generation of children wealthy with Proper insurance. This is something I did for my three granddaughters. My wife and I took out a small policy when they were born. We're paying on that policy for them until we die with the commitment from my son and his and and their wives to finish that payment until their children become of a will actually retire and their children will be left just from an insurance policy of less than seventy five dollars a month, they will be left with five to seven million dollars. Mm-hmm. So this is proper strategic placement of insurance. So those are the four pillars for the intergenerational transfer of wealth. And then finally, stop beating a dead horse, brothers and sisters. We got we got a few minutes left. Uh, the tribal wisdom of the Dakota Indians, it's passed on from generation to generation, says that when you discover that you are riding a dead horse, the best strategy is to dismount. Mm-hmm. That's what they're called, right? <laughs> so what is the dead horse? Get the freak off of it. Yeah, dismount. Right? Yeah, I got right? you. I got you. So yeah. what, what is that dead horse? <laughs> oh, that dead horse is the belief that there will be an end to racism. Oh no! Yeah. No, 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 no. That's not. Now there may be some mitigation. Yes. But there will not will not be an end to it. We're four hundred years and twenty generations into it. So we have to understand that, and I said it earlier, that ain't nobody saving black people, but black people. It's been 400 years, and we are not saved. So what in the hell are and who are we waiting for? We're waiting for us 
to get our act together, yeah. together, to get unified, to focus on economics, right, as, as, as we were, we're talking about, and, and focus on the power of the human connection, the yeah. power of networking. This is the fundamental paradigm shift and the fundamental skill that we must develop if, in fact, we are going to unify. You cannot unify as a people without understanding that we must do it together. Uh, When George Fraser says, uh, uh, who you're waiting for, my mind immediately went to the brilliant play uh, that some of you may have seen by Samuel Beckett called Waiting for Godot. Have you ever seen the play oh, yeah. Waiting for Godot? Uh, the bottom line is, uh, spoiler alert, uh, Godot ain't coming. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, if you wait for racism to end, uh, you're you, you going to be in for a long wait. Uh, you'll, be, you'll be six feet under still waiting for racism to end. Uh, nobody does it better, as I said at the top of this hour. Uh, nobody does it better. That's 30 minutes right there. And in that 30 minutes alone, I still got less brown coming up i still got layla delia coming up but just in that 30 minutes if you just take that 30 minute presentation from george c fraser dr fraser my dear brother and you just spend this year working on that 30 minutes this may be the most important 30 minutes i give you all year long i can't do no better than this when it comes to you elevating your own game i can promise you right now on my first day back this year i will not do any better then those 30 minutes the rest of this year, <laughs> if you take seriously what Dr. George C. Fraser said. George, I love you. Ain't nothing you can do about it, man. I'll talk yeah. to you soon. All right. Take care, my brother. Have a great Give year. Bless my love. Thank you. I Bye-bye. will. More of Tavis Smiley, after news, traffic, and sports. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Courage is, Courage contagious. is contagious. We're KBLA Talk 1580.